This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament Reading Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 through Genesis chapter 18, verse 33. The Birth of Ishmael Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not given birth to any children, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. Now Sarai said to Abram, Since the Lord has prevented me from having children, please sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have a family by her. Abram did what Sarai told him. So after Abram had lived in Canaan for ten years, Sarai, Abram's wife, gave Hagar, her Egyptian servant, to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar, and she became pregnant. Once Hagar realized she was pregnant, she despised Sarai. Then Sarai said to Abram, You have brought this wrong on me. I gave my servant into your embrace, but when she realized that she was pregnant, she despised me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Abram said to Sarai, Since your servant is under your authority, do to her whatever you think best. Then Sarai treated Hagar harshly, so she ran away from Sarai. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the wilderness, the spring that is along the road to Shur. He said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She replied, I'm running away from my mistress Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her authority. I will greatly multiply your descendants. The angel of the Lord added, So that they will be too numerous to count. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, You are now pregnant and are about to give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael. For the Lord has heard your painful groans. He will be a wild donkey of a man. He will be hostile to everyone, and everyone will be hostile to him. He will live away from his brothers. So Hagar named the Lord who spoke to her, You are the God who sees me. For she said, Here I have seen one who sees me. That is why the well was called Bir Lahai Roy. It is located between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave birth to Abram's son, whom Abram named Ishmael. Now Abram was 86 years old when Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. Genesis 17 The Sign of the Covenant When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, 
I am the sovereign God. Walk before me and be blameless. That I will confirm my covenant between me and you, and I will give you a multitude of descendants. Abram bowed down with his face to the ground, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer will your name be Abram. Instead, your name will be Abraham, because I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will descend from you. I will confirm my covenant as a perpetual covenant between me and you. It will extend to your descendants after you throughout their generations. I will be your God and the God of your descendants after you. I will give the whole land of Canaan, the land where you are now residing, to you and your descendants after you as a permanent possession. I will be their God. Then God said to Abraham, As for you, you must keep the covenantal requirement I am imposing on you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my requirement that you and your descendants after you must keep. Every male among you must be circumcised. You must circumcise the flesh of your foreskins. This will be a reminder of the covenant between me and you. Throughout your generations, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, whether born in your house or bought with money from any foreigner who is not one of your descendants. They must indeed be circumcised, whether born in your house or bought with money. The sign of my covenant will be visible in your flesh as a permanent reminder. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin will be cut off from his people. He has failed to carry out my requirement. Then God said to Abraham, As for your wife, you must no longer call her Sarai. Sarah will be her name. I will bless her and will give her a son through her. I will bless her and she will become a mother of nations. Kings of countries will come from her. Then Abraham bowed down with his face to the ground and laughed. As he said to himself, Can a son be born to a man who was a hundred years old? Can Sarah bear a child at the age of ninety? Abram said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No, Sarai, your wife, is going to bear you a son, and you will name him Isaac. I will confirm my covenant with him as a perpetual covenant for his descendants after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will indeed bless him, make him fruitful, and give him a multitude of descendants. He will become the father of twelve princes. I will make him into a great nation, but I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this set time next year. When he finished speaking with Abraham, God went up from him. Abraham took his son Ishmael and every male in his house, whether born in his house or bought money, and circumcised them on that very same day, just as God had told him to do. Now Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised. His son Ishmael was 13 years old when he was circumcised. Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised on the very same day. All the men of his household, whether born in his household or bought with money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. Genesis chapter 18. Three special visitors. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest time of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing across from him. When he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by and leave your servant. Let a little water be brought so that you may all wash your feet and rest under the tree. And let me get a bit of food so you may refresh yourselves, 
since you have passed by your servant's home. After that, you may be on your way. All right, they replied. You may do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent and said to Sarah, Quick, take three measures of fine flour, knead it and make bread. Then Abraham ran to the herd and chose a fine tender calf and gave it to a servant who quickly prepared it. Abraham then took curds and milk along with the calf that had been prepared and placed the food before them. They ate while he was standing near them under a tree. Then they asked him, Where is Sarah, your wife? He replied, There in the tent. One of them said, I will surely return to you when the season comes round again, and your wife Sarah will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, not far behind him. Abraham and Sarah were old and advancing in years. Sarah had long since passed menopause. So Sarah laughed to herself, thinking, After I am worn out, will I have pleasure? Especially when my husband is old too? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child when I am old? Is anything impossible for the Lord? I will return to you when the season comes round again and Sarah will have a son. Then Sarah lied, saying, I did not laugh, because she was afraid. But the Lord said, No, you did laugh. Abraham pleads for Sodom. When the men got up to leave, they looked out over Sodom. Abraham was walking with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, Should I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? After all, Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all the nations on the earth may receive blessing through him. I have chosen him so that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then the Lord will give to Abraham what he promised him. So the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great that their sin is so blatant that I must go down and see if they are as wicked as the outcry suggests. If not, I want to know. The two men turned and headed towards Sodom, but Abraham was still standing before the Lord. Abraham approached and said, Will you really sweep away the godly along with the wicked? What if there are 50 godly people in this city? Will you really wipe out and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 godly people who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the godly with the wicked, treating the godly and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of the whole earth do what is right? So the Lord replied, If I find in the city of Sodom 50 godly people, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham asked, Since I have undertaken to speak to the Lord, although I am but dust and ashes, what if there are five less than the 50 godly people? Will you destroy the whole city because five are lacking? He replied, I will not destroy it if I find 45 there. Abraham spoke to him again. What if 40 are found there? He replied, I will not do it for the sake of the 40. Then Abraham said, May the Lord not be angry, so that I may speak. What if 30 are found there? He replied, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, Since I have undertaken to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 are found there? He replied, I will not destroy it for the sake of the 20. Finally, Abraham said, May the Lord not be angry so that I may speak just once more. What if 10 are found there? He replied, I will not destroy it for the sake of the 10. The Lord went on his way when he had finished speaking to Abraham. Then Abraham returned home. Luke chapter 1, verses 5 through 38. 
New Testament reading. During the reign of Herod, king of Judea, there lived a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah, and he had a wife named Elizabeth, who was a descendant of Aaron. They were both righteous in the sight of God, following all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamelessly, but they did not have a child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both very old. Now, while Zechariah was serving as priest before God when his division was on duty, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the holy place of the Lord and burn incense. Now the whole crowd of people were praying outside at the hour of the incense offering. An angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense appeared to him, and Zechariah visibly shaken when he saw the angel was seized with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You will name him John. And joy and gladness will come to you, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go as forerunner before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared for him. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure of this? For I am an old man, and my wife is old as well. The angel answered him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will be silent, unable to speak until the day these things take place. Now the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they began to wonder why he was delayed in the holy place. When he came out, he was not able to speak to them. They realized that he had seen a vision in the holy place. Because he was making signs to them and remained unable to speak, when his time of service was over, he went to his home. After some time, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant, and for five months she kept herself in seclusion. She said, This is what the Lord has done for me. At the time when he has been gracious to me to take away my disgrace among people. Birth Announcement of Jesus the Messiah In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled by his words and began to wonder about the meaning of this greeting. So the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Listen, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I have not been intimate with a man? The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And look, your relative Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son in her old age. Although she was called barren, she is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. So Mary said, Yes, I am a servant of the Lord. Let this happen to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God of Hagar, God of Mary, God of Elizabeth, oh God, we thank you for the testimony of the women in scripture, oh God. Women who prophesied about your greatness. Women, a woman like Hagar, who named you? Oh God, you are the God of seeing and hearing, oh God. We thank you. We thank you, oh God, that a delay is not a denial, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that even in the place of our suffering, oh Lord God, you turn all things, even the evil things for our good, oh Lord God. I thank you, oh Lord God, that the promise, oh Lord God, of motherhood that you made to Sarai and to Elizabeth, oh God, I thank you that that promise did not return void, oh God. And that through that promise, we have received the greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ, whom you gave us, who you have chosen, who you chose to have come through the womb of Mary, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that we, our co-heirs with Christ, the one true God, the God-man who came into this earth through a woman, just as we have all entered into this world through a woman. Lord, we thank you that you, in your gospel, that you esteem women, you esteem our place, O Lord God, that you, O Lord God, give us, O Lord God, dignity, worth, O Lord God. We just thank you. That it's in you that we look to you, O Lord God, that we live and move and have our being, O God. It is in you, O Lord God, that we trust, O God, and we entrust ourselves to you, O Lord God, at this time, O Lord. Would you continue to help us to keep our eyes fixed on you and to know, O Lord God, that you see us, O God, and that even when we do laugh at the promises and that even when we do doubt, O Lord God, because of the the length of time as we have been waiting for you to fulfill promises to us, God, I thank you that you're gracious and that you answer our prayers and fulfill our desires anyway. Thank you for being a gracious God. Would you help and encourage those who are weary of waiting, oh God? Would you give them a fresh win, oh God? Would you strengthen them and fill them up, oh Lord God, with a deep abiding faith, knowing, oh Lord God, that you see them and that if your eyes on the sparrow, oh God, your eye is certainly on them. We pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.
Continue your journey to get in God's Word with Bible study resources from InterVarsity Press. Visit ivypress.com and find hundreds of great options and use the code THEWORD to get 30% off and free U.S. shipping on any title. That's ivpress.com and the code THEWORD to discover all the great Bible study tools available at IVP.